Welcome to The Real Spiel with Ryan and Kurt. This is Ryan Katz from USCF Investments. And this is Kurt Nelson from Summerhaven. Let's get real about diversified commodities. We've seen a, a quick run-up uh, all of a sudden from commodities, especially from their pandemic lows. But just recently, you know, looking year-to-date, commodities, most indexes are up in excess of 30%, while equities are down uh, in excess of 10%. It has kind of shifted the spotlight back to diversified commodities and inflation hedging, um, when a lot of investors potentially have soured. If you look at the 2010s, uh, we've seen you know, really a lost decade for commodities. I think they were down maybe 30% through the decade. But if you, and, and equities have actually absolutely killed it through, through the 2010s. But if you look at the decade prior, commodities absolutely crushed it and equities were largely flat for that decade. So what do you think about this kind of new environment that we're in coming out of this pandemic and, and kind of this reshifting of investors focus towards inflation hedging? Yeah, these are all great questions. I mean, I think one of the natural things that we know about you know behavioral science is that recency bias is just a human condition, and it's natural to be a return chaser. When things keep going up, you want to buy them, and when things go down for a long period of time, you think, why, like, why do I own that? And the reality is commodities have really only been in the large investing universe as an eligible asset for about 15 years. I mean, they really kind of showed up on the map in the mid 2000s. Um, and, and we saw a huge influx, you know, kind of 100 to $200 billion flowed into diversified commodities during the second half of the 2000s. Um, and largely investors stayed tight with those allocations kind of into the 2010s. But you, as you said, Ryan, it was, it was a poor decade from 2010 to 2020 for commodities. It was, it was a challenging period. Commodities were down maybe 30-ish percent or so over that time when uh, it looked like equities couldn't do wrong. It was just everything kept going up. It was also a very strange environment. We had very low interest rates artificially set lower by the Fed and central bankers across Europe and Asia. And that's changing very quickly. You know, we, we have always tried to describe diversified commodities as a, a critical strategic asset for diversification, a long-term positive risk premium, and generally over long periods of time, very low correlation to stocks and bonds. Um, what we saw, so, so if you think about diversification, we saw, you know, stocks go to the moon in the prior 10 years uh, and, and equities be, or sorry, commodities be challenged. But what we've seen just this year in 22 is a sharp rally along with inflation expectations in commodities and uh, lower and lower returns in, in stocks. And I think bonds are also going to be challenged as we see uh, rates increase and credit spreads tighten, um, you know, challenges to the traditional fixed income, uh, you know, buckets that investors allocate to. So if you are in a traditional 60, 40, you know, stock bond portfolio, and you don't have liquid alternatives like commodities or gold, I think that's a really important place for an allocator to spend time thinking about and orienting towards the future rather than towards the past. Absolutely. And, and so when investors talk about commodities, I mean, are they an asset class? Um, and when you mention commodities, I think People get a little bit confused. They might think of commodity equities um, instead of commodity futures. How do those differ? Yeah, these are good questions. So first off, commodity futures are 
new to investors, but they're not new as a financial asset. We did a study that goes all the way back 150 years. You know, commodity futures started trading in the U.S. back in the 1870s, and they've been liquid and deep and important as financial assets for 150 years in the United States. They've also traded in Europe and London. And actually, they go back almost 400 years in Japan where they traded rice futures on an exchange going back to uh, roughly late 1500s, early 1600s. So these are, are maybe new to investors and allocators, but they're not new to financial markets. These are critical, important price insurance markets that we've used for, for hundreds of years. So all that said, when an investor in you know, allocates to diversified commodities today, you're not buying cows, you're not buying land, you're not buying farms and coal mines and, and copper mines and gold mines and, and energy, you know, wells. You, what you're doing is you're buying futures. And those are exchange traded instruments, which is great. They're level one. They have daily price discovery. They have official settlement prices and, uh, and standard, you know, contract delivery requirements. So um, I think while they might seem esoteric to an allocator to, or to an investor today, these have been standardized contracts for more than 100 years in the United States. Um, I think that that lack of familiarity, you have to be really, really careful to get scared off from it because there are really critical elements to diversified commodities that allocators can use today. So one of those is that, first off, we know over 150 years that, that stocks and commodities generate roughly the same return. That's sort of contentious or maybe, uh, you, know, argue, you know, it could be create an argument with someone. But the reality is don't look at the last decade. Look at the last 30 years, 50 years, 100 years. And you'll see that commodities generate a similar return as diversified equities. That's um, it's just a fact. It just is. What's really critical is that it makes money for an investor at different times than traditional assets like stocks and bonds. So it's in that regard, I think of you know commodities as the holy grail for an investor because it generates a return that's going to be comparable to equities over long periods of time. But when your equities are weak, probably commodities are doing well. And one of the key factors there is inflation. I We have not found at Summerhaven any asset um, that does as well as commodities when inflation is rising. We've looked at you know, traditional assets like stocks, bonds. We've looked at hedge funds. We've looked at traditional real assets like gold as a standalone, REITs or real estate. We've looked at commodity equities, energy equities. We haven't found a single instrument that does as well as commodities when inflation is rising. And if we think about the environment that we've been in the last 12 months, we went from a decade where no one worried about inflation um, to uh, just in the last 12 months, a period where inflation was three, four, five, you know, seven percent, most recently seven and a half percent. I would be shocked if we don't see inflation at eight to 10 percent over the next three months as the Fed starts to hike rates and we see conflict, you know, continue to escalate between Russia and Ukraine. Absolutely. This has been The Real Spiel with Ryan and Kurt. We'll talk to you next time.